up, everyone? This is Jay, a.k.a. Brother Soap, welcoming you to the 31st episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with my homegirl, the Victoria to my Adam, queen of all things beautifully unfinished scrapyard.tumblr. Dot com. It's the same this week, y'all. <laughs> Miss Louise, what's going on? Woman <laughs> who I am jealous is going to the British Soap Awards when I'm not. How you living? Hiya. <laughs> oh, I'm fine, thank you. How excited oh, are my... you to meet your fellow Rob Ron stands at the British Soap Award ceremony stuff? <laughs> I have no words. Ah! I can't wait. Oh my god. It's going to be amazing. It is going to be off the hook. Now, if what you told me before the show is true, and Emmerdale is going to air the reveal episode prior to you guys meeting, it may end up being like a group counseling session because you may have to talk some Rob Ryan fans off the ledge. About supporting that couple. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of like links into what Ian said in his latest interview. Like he's saying, like we should take our counselors off speed dial because, you know, apparently Rebecca is the victim and not Robert. Shit. Who's... I don't feel sorry for that heifer. No way. I'm sorry. No, no, that heifer. Yeah, yeah. She can like. Um, Go and like dive off a cliff or like it. No, that, no, that, no, that spiral staircase that's in Mill. Yeah, Robert, just like push her down the staircase, please. I don't know. No, thank you. Yes, because we need him to remind us of what he did to Katie. Katie, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, dear. What, what is the mess? You know, I don't read them damn interviews. What's that fool saying yeah, in, in the latest Emmerdale uh, oh, oh. interview, baby? There was a lot of trash last week. We got, we got like, what was it? We got like an interview saying that like we should feel sorry for Rebecca for the fact that like apparently she's the victim in all of this and that Robert is the villain. You you contradict like he says to like oh, I want I want Rob Ron to be together, but I want people to feel sorry for Rebecca. I'm like you're contradicting yourself. You're being a hypocrite. Okay. How how do you expect us to feel sorry for Rebecca if you want us to be have if you want us to love Rob Ron? Wow. We want we love Robert. Okay. How can we love how can we love Robert and feel sorry for Rebecca when it's Rebecca's fault that we're in this situation? So, after telling you guys that Robert and Aaron would be together for the long haul, yes, and yes. marrying Robert yes. and Aaron. Ian opens up his mouth in an interview to then tell you guys that Robert is the villain and you should feel sorry for Rebecca. Rebecca. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. There's going to be another Rob Ron wedding before the end of the year. He, wait, he said there's going to be another Rob Ron wedding? Apparently, yeah. Because it's not legal. You know, they didn't legally get married. He wants to have his cake and eat it. Hold on, baby. In the same interview where he's calling Robert a villain, two, two different interviews. There was oh. like three. There was like, there was like three different interviews released last week where we had different things, and he was saying that. Oh, by the way, 
I want Rob Ron to be together for another three to five years. But let's just say that I'm going to completely ruin them and that people should feel sorry for Rebecca. What? And then he did another interview where, like, he was saying, like, okay, um, by the way, there still is going to be another Rob Ron wedding and that there's a special hour-long episode that's, like, um, About? something to do with, like, this is there's going to be an episode in May where um, it'll be, like, make or break for the boys, basically. Like, will they be together still, or will they be apart? You know, will there be a breakup? Will there be a, will there be shouting? What kind of, what kind of like future is gonna? Basically, there'll be a whole episode where their future kind of gets decided by Emma Dale. Is this why y'all think it's gonna be the baby reveal? I just no, no, not the baby reveal. This is the like the the effect, the like the ons reveal. You know, the the night that Robert had sex with her, he's gonna tell Aaron the truth. I don't know about the baby. That don't know about that because. Apparently the baby isn't even Roberts, but I don't even want to believe that because I don't know what to believe. Literally, I like I'm in sinking sand. I'm like, okay, do I believe that shit or do I believe this shit? What shit? Okay, which way do I? I'm just gonna sink into the hole. Ian said the baby isn't Roberts. I don't know. I know. I don't know where this came from. This was just something that somebody said that like the baby isn't Roberts, but I don't know what to believe. You know, this is. But this, Ian this, didn't say that in one of his three Ian, interviews. Ian has not said that, but he okay. has said. That apparently this theory that we've come up with this insane theory of where they found that they didn't sleep together and that maybe Robert just passed out and Rebecca just left him apparently isn't true well baby that's not but a, I don't know what to believe I don't want to believe that's not a realistic theory I mean we all saw what happened <laughs> so, uh, no. yes that didn't need to be said but again this goes back to what I was saying the last show about how I sympathize with you guys here because again it's the producer saying ridiculousness in the press and then what you see on the show doesn't match what he says in the interview. Exactly. I'm just like, what? It's like he said, oh, the episode is going to be early May. Uh, the, episode isn't until, the episode isn't until the 25th of May. How is that early May? <laughs> like, okay, first of all, you can't add up and then you can't read a calendar. Like, oh, apparently it takes four weeks. Apparently you have to be eight weeks pregnant to do an abortion. Oh, and also you can't read a damn calendar. Oh, Lord. I ain't even bad at you, baby. <laughs> I feel like I need, like, a like, like just chuck open a window and just shout all my hate. <laughs> well, sorry, I, just, I don't feel like how I did about Kate towards him at all. I'm sorry. I am glad that you are here and we have this space so you can rant all you want to. Hollywood can have their producer back, thank you. No, thank you. I'm liking what I'm seeing on Javier. He could stay his ass right there. (laughs) I I don't need him fucking with my love days. No, thank you. He could stay his ass right there. (laughs) Shit. All right, darling. Well, you know, I've got some questions for you, as I always do. So... Roberts ran out of Emmerdale with Aaron away from Ross as fast as an Olympic sprinter. What did you think of that? It was brilliant. (laughs) I love how he was just like, you know what it was? It was like an episode of the Pink Panther where it was like he was literally every minute he had he hid from Aaron and was like I'm getting you the money Russ 
I'm getting you the money. I'm sorting it out. And then he's like, Rebecca, you need to tame that that, that weasel of yours because he has me under like a, a hawk and a sink and a liner. And I don't want to deal with this. No. And then he's like, get in the car and like, wee. Like, are we forgetting that like Ross, um, he has like stuff on Ross. Like he has the whole like, you shot me. I'm sorry. Like that, that, no. That weasel tried to kill Robert. I have no sympathy for Ross whatsoever. And can we like, can we stop having Moses in Moses Moses in scenes? Because it's just distracting. Okay, I love that scene where like he's like, like Rebecca's like crying on the swing, and like she brings the Ross she bring Ross like brings Moses up and she's like crying and being weepy, and then like she looks at the baby. No, no, that's just weird. Sorry, no, no. I just oh, and the whole like the sneaking about thing where like. She, um, Robert went to the, um, Robert went to the, um, abortion clinic. So then they had this row and Russell was like, oh no, he knows the truth now, sugar. But seriously, blame with the world. They, okay, so we're meant to believe that they were safe every single time they had sex. We're meant to believe that she used a condom in the toilet when they had sex together. Really? Because I don't quite believe that. I'm sorry, but she had one night with Robert of sex when she had multiple nights of sex with Robert Ross so why has it been confirmed that Robert is their father and not Ross because I'm like I'm sorry but it takes two to tango because since the first episode that Sister Girl has been on she has wanted Robert's baby not oh. Ross's baby so yeah okay. mm, she pulled out she like, oh, yeah you can hit it if you want to in this toilet but look here put on a condom I ain't having your baby <laughs> I have a mission. My mission is to get pregnant by Robert to drive all the Rob Ron fans crazy. <laughs> I to- baby, I told you. The day I saw her, I told you. The first show we recorded after she prepared, I said, she going to be pregnant. What I said, baby? I have all of the love for the beauty that is Rebecca and the child that is going to grow up with her and Robert for the three to five years. <laughs> What better no. way for the Emmerdale producer that wants to destroy Rob Ron to destroy Rob Ron than to have a rug rat running around for three to five years that has tied Rebecca to Robert? That baby ain't going nowhere. <laughs> that baby, I won't be surprised. We already got a Moses on canvas. I won't be surprised if that baby is born Christmas Day and they name it Jesus Girl. <laughs> We're going to have Jesus and Moses on him there. No, no. How can it be that, though? It's not even a dingle. I thought the dingles were all about naming, naming their babies after people in the Bible. That's all right. Yeah, Robert is married to Aaron, so he's a dingle no. bride proxy baby. No. 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 Oh, my goodness. Well, listeners, we will say that if you have any questions about anything related to the British soaps, or we do not cover something today you would have liked us to talk about, head to britishsoappodcast.tumblr.com to shoot us an ask, or hit us up on the Twitterations at UKSoapPodcast. We are going to keep things in the land of Emmerdale. Miss Lou, hit us up with the first of your what the hells for Emmerdale. Uh, Mega leaving baby Eliza in her car. (laughs) 
and Jay having I love Jay. Jay is just kind of like I have like like I know you personally don't really like him, but nope. ever since like they brought that nail character in, I quite like his fiery attitude at the minute and the way he's kind of like do this, do that. At this is my factory, yes, whatever. Um, but yeah, that was just like I was like wait 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 wait. She's left the baby in the car. How do you, like, forget about your daughter in a car? You know, I actually thought it was kind of interesting that they had her uh, make and leave her daughter in the car. And I understood why it happened. I mean, that's the life of a working mother. You know, you've got a lot going on. I thought Emmerdale did a good job of setting up how, you know, she had a lot going on. She had meetings going on. She was trying to worry about her child. She wasn't expecting this thing to happen. She gets back to work. The guy's right there. And she goes in and she just forgets. And I think this is, this is something that can happen with stressed out moms. And so I thought that was fine. You know I'm not here for Jay. You know, I oh, wasn't here for Jay. I like him. I, I understand, like but Jay left Charity to die in this trailer thing <laughs> in the middle of the world. I don't care. So for him to be acting, oh, oh my God, how could you leave my daughter? Well, Megan, which, when she left the child, it was an accident. When Jay left Charity's ass, it was on purpose. So he relayed one to talk <laughs> for all that. And honestly, I don't like this nail girl either. I like oh, Holly. Like, I don't like it. This is, this is another Holly Oaks thing. There's a character that is cool that you like, so the show kills off that character and then brings a twin on. Like, it's Hollyoaks with Grace. They killed off Claire Devine and brought oh, yeah. Grace, who's still alive and kicking, I can't believe. And it's the same with this weird nail girl. Like, I'm not interested in her. I'm not interested in her story. I don't give a damn she's druggy. It's just stupid. I'm just like, why? You, like, you have no connection yeah. to the campus. So, yeah. I mean, they could have the, easily made her a bloke. That would have been different. Yeah, I just don't care. I'm just like, mm. I wanted Holly. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Holly. I like Sophie Powers. She's 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 cool. I like Agreed, her. Agreed, baby. Yeah. So anyway, there's my piece. What's your other one, Boo? Uh, oh, I'm gonna go with it, and I'm gonna say that even though I this is like this was my dream scenario for Adam, for him to be the infertile one. But I was like, oh my gosh, Emmerdale went there. Like Adam is infertile. Oh my no. That was like, I was like, I, mom, I called it. I'm like, literally, I could have written the, like, the book on like that. Because like I was saying, I said for a long time to my Rob Ron friends, I said like, guys, wouldn't it be cool if like Adam was the infertile one and it wasn't, wasn't Victoria? And then they went and goddamn did it. And I was like, what? No. And then they made it all about like, oh, I don't want a Bob Dobson. I don't want to, I don't want to have like surrogate sperm hello you have a brother-in-law who has loads of it and he's never gonna need it because he's gay all right how about you just like have like take a bit of adam's take a bit of aaron's sperm give it to victoria and like maybe you win the lottery and you can have like twins and then like you can keep one of the twins and you can give one of the other twins to robert ah! Just to, throw, just to throw a quick gay rights connection, correction in here, baby girl. 
some of us do like to have children who look like us. So it is feasible that when Finn eventually gets with Aaron and they want to have a child, Finn can use his sperm and they can get a surrogate and he can get a child that looks like him. I'm just saying. So he is not, his his sperm is not just free for all because he's gay. (laughs) We be having kids up here too. Ask Kieran Richardson. <laughs> yeah, you know that was one of my what the hells too. But the what the hell was him, Adam bugging out over a situation that the doctor said could be temporary. Like the day he found out, they they were asking a doctor, "Is this permanent?" And the doctor was just like, "I don't know." But Adam took I don't know to mean I've got to break up with you, Victoria, because he said I'm infertile and there's no hope. I'm like, dude, he just said he didn't know. They need to run more tests. Why are you acting like he said there's no fucking hope ever again in life? Like, it's ridiculous. So, like, his whole over-the-top getting drunk, shouting bullshit at the pub, kissing on Vanessa, acting mm. all guilty, even having a conversation about adoption shit. I'm like, bruh, first of all, you are still waiting to find out if this is a final diagnosis. So why don't you just pump your goddamn mm. brakes before you destroy your entire life from for some shit that will probably be temporary in a goddamn way. I was like, yeah. oh, just stop. <laughs> and, you know, Emmerdale kind of channeled that that's what they were going to do, make Adam infertile, because the way you know that is going down like that is when a character says, I'm the one who's going to be infertile, like they had Victoria saying. Yeah. That's where you know, oh, oh it's going to be Adam. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Emmerdale, can we be any more obvious, please? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I, just, I hope, I hope, I mean, I hate how it took him to have a kiss with Vanessa to see what he wanted. See that Vic was the one. The Vic, the Vic is right for him, and that Vanessa isn't, and that maybe there is hope, and the fact that he did. And then he says yes to adoption. Yeah, it was stupid. It was I just because I'm just like again the whole. Right, can we is, stop? It's temporary, bitch. Like, dude, they haven't even said it's permanent. Why are you doing all this? Like, calm the fuck down. And five minutes ago, he had a kid. Like yeah. he, and he was normal, and he didn't even want it at first. So I'm like, okay, all of a sudden, <laughs> you yeah, going from the dude who didn't want a baby, who was good with the baby when you had it, I, I give you that. But now it's <gasps> my life is over. Ruined. I must cheat because I might have no sperm. And I love, I love, I love the similarities between Adam and. Um, Vadam and Vovron's stories recently like no can we stop yeah. can we stop A can we stop with the deja vu yeah. and B can we stop with the whole let's copy each other's storylines okay. yeah. Victoria yeah she runs Ashley over with her car gets married the day before she's sentenced gets married the day of her court sentencing is is allowed to be free and not go to jail oh Aaron beats up Kasim goes gets married the day before he's sentenced and then is sentenced to prison mm-hmm. does it does that ring a bell literally no, sorry no literally yes. like it's and then Victoria like oh, and, and adam it, have been married five seconds he's over there kissing on vanessa because of a yeah. misunderstanding aaron and robert have been married five seconds he's over there sleeping with 
uh, huh. Rebecca over a misunderstanding. I mean, and see, this mm-hmm. is classic Hollyoaks yeah, fuckery. This is what Hollyoaks does. Hollyoaks, old annoying Hollyoaks, which seems to be the playbook this producer is following. They will straight up copy their storylines at the same time with a different character. And it's like, bro, it, what, what are you doing? We just what what what? Like even Rona's rape storyline. All this is is the Mac, Maxine and Patrick storyline from Hollywood. Oh God, that's all no. it is. It's ridiculous. I didn't read that. No, oh my God. It's ridiculous. Even even to the point where uh, Rona has admitted to some people, not you know, in her immediate, not immediately on the show regularly, what happened. But then when you're home. You're quiet and don't say anything. I'm just like, I'm, I can't, no. This is this is Hollyoaks fuckery. And I knew it was coming when they announced who the producer was. And he hadn't let me down. It's just straight up fuckery. And I'm just like, dude. No, just- <laughs> dude. Yes. Okay. Well, that was my first what the hell. We shared that. Uh, my other, oh, Jesus, this is so stupid. So, Faith really doing all that weird blackmail-y stuff with Emma not because she overheard Emma say I done killed the James because Faith supposedly heard Emma refer to her as the devil <laughs> really really <laughs> yeah that, that, that's that's truly the motivating force so you're gonna blackmail Everdale has a character blackmailing someone else for the horrible sin of saying they're the devil yeah I was just like what the fuck cause I thought it was a joke like I thought she was pretending that's what was said so that when she was alone with Emma she could say heffa I know you killed James but no that's really uh, and I'm I was just like really really this this is what you're doing Ian this is this is this is compelling storytelling Ian uh, I was just like no <laughs> <laughs> what were your scenes of the weeks for Emmerdale hmm, so if we're going if we're going on the things that made me happy um, even though it happened quite a while ago, I would have to say Aaron's return episode where he came out of prison and he was reunited with his Robert and they had their special hug in the prison car park, if you want to call it that. It was kind of a road. Um, but yeah, the, I think the, the whole episode had lots of kind of taints to it and the, the, the bit where... Like, Robert thinks that Rebecca's told Aaron the truth, and Aaron goes outside, you're like, oh shit. And they're like, oh wait, he hasn't told him. And then, then, and then we have the slap, and I was like, it's kind of one of the moments where you're, you kind of thought maybe it happens, because obviously being in the fandom, a lot of stuff gets read, and a lot of stuff kind of gets speculated about. So we were aware that the boys had some kind of scene that involved a stunt coordinator and we're going hmm, I wonder if he like elbows him when he's having the panic attack and then it's like I'm watching it like oh shit he just slapped him whoa <laughs> kind of like moment where like your heart's in your mouth you're like okay wow that 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 looked pretty painful <laughs> but yeah and I just and then I just created and I just had a sick thing about it where I just kept watching it over and over and over again and somebody sent me a gif of it in slow motion I'm like 
This is quite good, this is. Some of the Ashley stuff was quite good as well. It was, like, I think the day after he died. Like, not the special... Not the special episode that we had where it was the dream episode. But, like, the scene... This, the one that was especially there was a scene after the day after I think the Friday where his like his body's been put in a caught in like a you know a, a a box and been put in the like the funeral vans or whatever you call them and Arthur puts the pirate the pirate hat on the on the box that was that got me and I was like that is that is that's brilliant that is that is Emmerdale at his purest I think I think that's about it really. So, for me, my first scene of the week was um, Faith and Chaz and their kind of final conversation before uh, Chaz left town. Um, I thought that was really good, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Faith, you know, uh, I think she, did she reveal her, that she had her mastectomy? I don't think she revealed that she had her mastectomy then. I think she left that uh, thread hanging out there. But uh, Faith was, you know, getting on Chaz for being mad with her about mistakes in the past. And just the conversation that they had with each other surrounding all that, you know, long, tortured, angry history between, you know, mother that abandoned a daughter and then a daughter that did the same thing for her son. You know, the big thing that got me was, you know, Chaz was like, you know, well, the reason I did that with Aaron, it's because of you. And Faith was like, you can't blame me for what happened with your child. And just the conversation around that, I just thought, I mean, it was phenomenal because you see generational mistakes repeating and Chaz recognizing that there was a significant enough distance between the woman she has become and the woman her mother became to where she really didn't need to, you know, be looking to faith to, you know, uh, you know, give her validation as a woman or make her feel as though, you know, she's, you know, a quality mother, you know, she's changed and, you know, she's going to respect that. And if faith isn't going to be a part of that, if faith is going to continue to be manipulative and dishonest and hateful, then Chaz will just have nothing to do with it. I just, I just thought that was an interesting and powerful way for them uh, to take it. So I really, uh, really like that. Um, my other one is a little, it's not as serious. But uh, Finn getting my girl Rebecca to invest in Barton Brothers. <laughs> I thought that was fabulous because <laughs> it would put Buddy in Barton Brothers, and it would annoy the fuck out of uh, out of a uh, Ross. So this fucking fool. So Ross convinces Rebecca to not invest the goddamn money, and so he has the brilliant idea that instead of having Easy Buddy that he blackmailed out of yeah. Robert, Easy yeah. Buddy, the Finn could have got from his homegirl Rebecca. He's going to steal cows. <laughs> I know this is scene of the week, but that was such dumb fuckery. I was just like, what the fuck? You had the perfect outs, <laughs> the perfect dramatic, dramatic potential with Rebecca hooking it up. And I, I'm, I'm not caught up. The last episode I saw was when uh, recast Amy, is that, uh, what's, her, what's her name? Is that Debbie's daughter's Sarah. name? Okay. Sarah. Yeah, recast Sarah got hurt and Ross helped. And the last episode I saw ended with Myra saying, 
was that Ross's dumbass to try to help you? <laughs> so I don't know what happened yet. But I was just like, dude, why you fucking up my scene of the week, motherfucker? <laughs> up there, robbing cows when you got money from Rebecca. Just stop. <laughs> God I, love how, stop. I, love how, I love how I love how Robert doesn't give him the decency and gives him like half the cash. Is that I'm trying to do mill up, so here's like 250 grand. I haven't got the rest. I'm really sorry. Whatever. I mean, he might as well have given him no cash since Ross wasn't going to use it because he thought the criminal mastermind of Emmerdale Mm -hmm. thinks the wisest decision is to steal cows from his family because that is a better alternative than taking hard-earned money that he blackmailed and he wouldn't have got shot big dummy that's like the second time he's been shot as well so he's been shot in that shoulder and the other shoulder that's well. what he deserved karma shot his ass because he made a dumb decision <laughs> <laughs> alright so we are taking things over to Chester and talking Hollyoaks, Miss Lou, hit us up. What did Hollyoaks do to make you say, what in the hell? I'm going with the big one. Warren putting Bart's body in Amy's grave. Uh, oh, 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 I literally knew nothing of this. I just sat there watching and was like, wait, wait, wait. Just put the body in the what? <laughs> so there's there's an open grave, and what does Warren think to do? Oh yeah, Bart's already wrapped up in a in a carpet. I'm just gonna like put his body in this hole, cover it over, and they, then they can just put Amy on top of it, and no one will ever find him. What was going through his brain? Ugh. I mean, yeah. we already knew that Amy was coming, but really. We're going to have Warren murder Bart. Like, pretty much what Sienna was trying to do to him, you know, irrationally have him killed when he wasn't the one responsible for her daughter's death. So now you have Warren, who was kind of getting his shit together, killing Bart, a McQueen. A long-term resident that y'all hyped up has returned to the show. Who was making yeah. an impact? You mm. know, the truth just came out about the heroin shit. I mean, it was good. And then all of a sudden, he's the one to kill. Like, honestly, we know he's not going to kill his son. I mean, and that would have been the fate. I mean, if he's just going to kill the person who was responsible for his daughter, I mean, for his sister being killed, if he's just going to kill that person, I mean, it's not going to happen with, with uh, Joel. So... Why did Bart have to die again? Like, it's just completely stupid. Why does Hollyoaks keep getting rid of permanently actors on the show who could, you know, come back or be long term? I mean, hell, we've already seen Amy gone, Bart gone, uh, OB gone, uh, Freddie Roscoe. What? Freddie Roscoe gone? Are you fucking kidding me? Now there are no fucking, uh, you know, Roscoe Brothers, except for Darren, who don't count. <laughs> he wasn't claiming that Roscoe's. I mean, what? I mean, ugh, I just, mm-mm, I couldn't. I can't. And I mean, it's, it's stupid. I mean, why have Warren killed Bart? The only place that's going to end is Warren off the show. So what, is Warren going to be the next to go? Well, like, why the fuck? He's been great yeah. with his return. This is, it, it was it's just completely stupid and ridiculous. Like, the money shot was him kidnapping Bart. 
And I thought the next episode was going to be Bart being like, it wasn't me, it was your son. And then they were going to get the dramatic potential because of that. But no. Sierra walks up in the apartment and he's just like, I killed Bart. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Are you kidding me, Wally? Uh-huh. Really? Really with this shit? Really? I mean, ugh, I can't. Anna. I can't. That's fucking ridiculous. Just Hollyoaks bullshit, girl. Watch. Next thing you know, uh, uh, Robert gonna be done. Killed Aaron. Watch. No. Because we got that producer. And it's all about that. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't, no. baby. DC Armstrong sleeping with Leela was also like a what the hell. Because it's like, he, he's he, hey, number one, he's gay in real life. Number two, he he's like my childhood. He was on, he used to like be a presenter on the kids channel for like when they did in between the shows. So they'd have somebody to like make the shows verge to one another. So you'd have like one show on and then you'd have another show on. And between that, you'd have like a presenter staying what's on next and doing like a little intro thing for it. He used to do something like that. And he, I used to like, that was when I was like, what? 10 11 and it's like it's like getting it's weird weird flashback it's like okay i didn't know we could act he's he's quite good actually and it's just a bit odd kind of seeing him on my screen a little bit and then for him to go off with with leah with leela and i was like that's that's weird like she was gonna sleep with zach and then she sleeps with him and said what what and it's like a one night thing it's the same with like Tegan and Nick. It's, it's, oh, it's, I hate it. It's rubbish. Well, I appreciate you informing me that he's gay in real life. I've yeah, always thought so life. by seeing that, but we oh, don't, we don't yeah. want to perpetuate the thought that now gay men can't pl- play straight on television because that's a big <laughs> issue. <laughs> you know, we got <laughs> Russell Tovey who could do it. Dude who oh, plays yeah. Amy's man can do it, and so yeah. and and there's a lot of closet case straight dudes who mm-hmm. are really gay who have been playing straight for years. So yeah, we don't we don't we don't want to put that that out there. I think the stupid thing about that storyline is that for all these years, I've liked the guy. I thought he was fine, and he's been this normal, cool cop, and I thought it, he was cool. But of course, because it's Hollyoaks, all of a sudden, dude who's been cool on the show for years is all of a sudden a stalker who's obsessed I'm a with Leela. I'm just like, no, <laughs> it's completely stupid. Yes. Um, let's see what I'm going to do, because I have like five that I've written down, but I think I'm going to focus on, um, I think I will focus on two. Um, the first is Steve, after Harry finds out that, uh, he didn't had the sexual with, uh, John Paul because you know uh, James is being a bastard and Scott is you know <laughs> talking that noise to him and Harry overhears Steve's reaction to Harry is basically well baby yeah I did fuck him but he's moved out of town so everything's cool right yes bitch you fucked a man. You cheated on me, but he done moved. So yeah, we cool. Uh huh. Ain't no fucking problems. And I was like, what the fuck? I be, I be like, just Steve continues to be trash. No remorse. No apologies. Really, it's just, yeah, it's all about me, and he's gone. So what's the problem? 
<laughs> I'm like, all right. And that's why I was happy with uh, Harry Fuck James. Because he's like, all right, bitch, we're going to make this even. Because a lot of times <laughs> on these stories, you know, the gay who gets cheated on acts like a little punk ass and, and is sucking the dick of the motherfucker that cheated on him five minutes later. He was like, uh-uh, I'm going to get some of this lawyer dick. I say, you get it, Harry. Because <laughs> <laughs> Steve was being a little beer, beer. The other part that made me what the hell was now, I spent a lot of time on this show in recent months talking about how Emmerdale is Hollyoaks. Now all of a sudden, Hollyoaks is Emmerdale. (laughs) Why the fuck, after his ratchet, hateful, homophobic, biological mother tore his ass do not come back to my house, Scrate Scott. Do not bring your great ass to my house. Why does Scott pull a fed motherfucking Barton, go to that goddamn house, break in that goddamn house, and then call Tracy, I mean Mercy, <laughs> to join him in that goddamn house? After he'd have fucked up the whole goddamn living room. I was like, really? Really? We are reliving the Finn and Kazeem fucked up story. I didn't see it, Zab, but now you say it. We did a couple of... I was looking on the walls for it to say yesterday. I was like, what is this? What is this? No, no, they just set fire to the record player and, co- and caused arson. Which was a mistake, but it's stupid, and I thought it was kind of funny, too. But um, And then Scott goes back to her house again after he gets out of jail and they didn't drop the charge. I'm just like, Scott, 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 you are not Finn Barton. The Finn Barton craziness has stopped on Ipperdale. It needs to stop on Holly else. Okay, bye. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> Drove me crazy, baby. <laughs> Shit. What about for scenes of the week? What you got for your scenes of the week for Holly? Oh, what did we have? Ooh, um, oh, we didn't have money. Oh, there was like there was this there was this there was a scene where like um, is it was Alfie was like at home he was and like Holly's going on about this website that Nick's going paranoid about and then she brings it up and says how it's like destroying Nick's life and whatever and then she talks about like the name of the site is Alien Healing Gift or whatever it was and Alfie's like sort of backing away and then she like does like an anagram for it and like figures out that like Alien Healing Gift is Alfie is an anagram for Alfie Nightingale like how the heck did you know to do an anagram that was kind of like a random scene, but I was like, that's pretty nifty, that is. I haven't really, I've put a bit disheartened with Hollyoaks recently, and like, it doesn't, there isn't, it hasn't really felt like there's been anything particularly outstanding apart from like, I mean, Amy's murder was pretty good. I have to say that was pretty good. It, you know, it, there was elements of it that was very well acted, and I think this transition stuff with like, with the day, the, the the day after the murder, like um, Steve trying to work out what had gone on and stuff, that was quite interesting. 
Well, one of my scenes of the week is from that time period as well. Um, I think I've been vocal on here about how stupid I think the damn uh, murder is in the first place <laughs> on episodes even prior to uh, now. But what I thought was good was before the murder, <laughs> how uh, Amy and Steve were telling, I mean, Amy and Mike were telling Steve nothing but the truth about his fucked up ways. <laughs> I <laughs> love the fact that Steve's dumb ass thought that he was just going to go to a judge and have the judge award him full custody, even though he's a drug addict, he's a fuck up, he's been in jail for 11 times, Amy has been, you know, the main parent for those children for all those times. But all of a sudden, Steve, who is perpetually broke, has the money to get some lawyer to get him at a emergency court hearing and then what happens when he goes to the court hearing that judge is just like uh guess what bruh the kids are staying with amy tell them bye <laughs> 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 it was fantastic <laughs> and uh before the court hearing you know amy was you know talking to mike and she was all worried that steve might you know get the kids and all and mike was just like you can delay the court process for years. Steve will be back on drugs by then. I was dead. I was like, <laughs> you tell that truth, Mike. <laughs> Fabulous. Lovely to see him back again. <laughs> so I just thought it was fun. Because, see, most of the characters on uh, Hollyoaks, you know, when it comes to Steve, they just, you know, completely, you know, uh, let him get away with everything that he does don't criticize him and it really gets on my damn nerves but mike has never been one of those people that uh does that and i and i loved it and i'm looking on my twitter because i had uh put up a twitter uh i pulled up my twitter because i put the quote that i wanted to say for amy and mike on my twitter and i see that apparently back in 2016 he, when he came back the first time he said talk bullshit because i have more quotes from him because apparently Mike said to Amy back in the day uh, he was a waster and Amy goes Steve is the father to your grandchildren and Mike went he can be that and a waste of space at the same time I said yes Mike you tell it boy <laughs> it was great I loved it what else did I love was Queen Marnie playing all the oh, mind yes. games on Max trifling ass. Not only is she trying to get Princess Lisa to send that food to jail for murder, she's like, first of all, when she confronted the old girl, and she was like, you say it to me. You say the words to me. You say, you are worthless. You say, I am worthless. I was like, no, she did. <laughs> she said, trap, you tell me you're a trap. <laughs> I thought that was great. And then when Lisa didn't do what she wanted her to do, she's like, okay, I got something else for this mofo, we gonna make him go crazy, and I'm gonna fuck with his medications, and he ain't just gonna be beating my child and get away with it. And she's all sweetness and light whenever he's around. Oh, Mac, you poor darling, how you doing? Come give me a hug. And then when she's hugging him, and the camera's just on her face, she's just looking like fire is about to shoot out of her eyes. I love it. So I can't wait because Mac like- is horrible. Go, go ahead, baby. I like the scene where she's trying to make him think he's like losing his mind and she puts his phone in the fridge. <laughs> that was brilliant! I love how she's like taking elements of like her having a brain tumour and saying he has Alzheimer's! <laughs> <laughs> 
whole dementia or whatever it was. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's forgetting his mind and he's losing his peanuts. And the whole stuff with Tom, when they thought there was like paranoid activity going on in the pub. And like he just like rigs up the mic to go behind the fireplace and it like captures what Marnie's been doing. And he kind of like outs Marnie and James, but then like, but then like, like Marnie and James like make Mac drunk and then he overreacts. And that was like breaking point. It's like, oh my God. I love it. Any Hollyoaks storyline that involves an asshole character being yeah. played, I love it. So, Steve getting custody revoked, I love it. Steve being in jail, I love it. Matt getting drove crazy, I love it. I need Hollyoaks to stay on that lane <laughs> and fuck up all the, the best up characters. If Hollyoaks just focused on killing off the evil, annoying-ass characters and keeping on the quality long-term actors, yeah. I wouldn't have a damn problem. But they fuck it up, and they need to stop. <laughs> Alright, everyone. So we are taking things over to the cobbles of Coronation to the Street with my homegirl, my partner in crime. The Gale to my Michael, because I ain't forgot that he's dearly departed. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Lance, what it do, boo? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm loving Coronation Street, and that always leaves me happy. I am too. <laughs> yeah. I am too. God, just so good. <laughs> All right, well, let's get it going, though. Let's talk about those what the hells first. What did Cora do to make you say, what the hell? Pat Phelan needs to stop being at opportune places at the wrong times. Uh, <laughs> so, good old Daddy Barlow's sitting at the bottom of the stairs with marks on his neck and blood on the floor that nobody seems to have noticed. There's a nice little puddle of blood on the floor. And there's Pat Phelan standing over it like he was the one who strangled him and knocked him out. And Daniel just walks in, what are you doing? Why haven't you called 911? And I'm like, dude, just call 911. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they could have went through and did anything there. And he kind of just stood there in like a fake panic. It looked like he was fake panicking. And if Todd, of all people, didn't save his ass, he would have been in jail. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm over this. I, I love feeling. I, I've, I've come to love feeling, even though he killed crazy Will Hackett. But, uh, <laughs> and left our Michael to die, girl. But I, 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 I do like the character. I like how, you know, evil and conniving he is. I like how he's trying to fake not being evil and conniving when he clearly is. I, I, I kind of like the guy, but what he did was just flat out dumb. <laughs> you don't just stand over somebody's could-be dead body and not call 911. <laughs> it makes you look like you did it. <laughs> Completely agree, baby girl. What's your <laughs> other one? I I love Sinead and Daniel. I really do. And I love the aftermath of this particular thing that happens. 
but I do not think Sinead should have gotten the abortion, even though Daniel and her had an ar- Daniel and her had an argument. She made a rash decision, and that was stupid on her part. That was it was it was pretty it was pretty hard to watch the rest of it because she knew she made a stupid decision, but everything after that, everything before that was really good. It was just that one little thing right in the middle that made it so it was all really good, you know? remember, babe, it wasn't the argument with Daniel that drove her to get the abortion. It was the conversation she had with Ken. Conversation with Ken. Yes. He's a douche. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ken is a douche. That is my what the hell. Mm -hmm. He deserved getting pushed down the stairs Mm -hmm. by whoever pushed him down the stairs. That was an interesting way for him to play it, you know. I, I, you know, I try to stay away from spoilers, but I'd seen that something was going on with uh, Ken and Sinead in some conversation, and when I saw that, you know, he's pretty much letting her know that she needs to let him go, so that you know he didn't burden with a baby, so he can go into the university and all that, like he never did, because Deidre is the worst thing in the world, and his life would have been so much better if he never met Deidre. I was like, boy, bye. But you know, that got to Sinead. And then she like, got rid of that please. Mm-hmm. And she got rid of that baby. You know, his trifling ass, you know, and he through his words, you know, got a girl to kill her baby. And then when he finds out about it, he barely had a reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, dude. So, you know, and I thought it was interesting how afterwards, after he got pushed, uh, Sinead was still a little drunk because she was talking to Beth and she was just like, I'm glad he got pushed. <laughs> Killed my baby. I said, "You go ahead, girl." <laughs> but yeah, that was ooh, that was tough, baby girl. But I, I feel you on the what the hell of all that. Yes, that's God. Um, we'll keep it on the Barlow's for my first what the hell. Um, Adam fucking up a drug deal to coddle Amy. Really, really. Yeah. You got drugs to sell, bro. They told you to be your ass where you need to be a four goddamn club. I don't give a fuck if Amy got up in your car. You open the door. You, you pull her ass out the car. You go, look here, hell, for people going to be coming around here trying to kill me if I don't sell these drugs. Get out. <laughs> yeah. He, he up here trying to have a six-hour conversation with this hoe, and <laughs> he got shit to do. I was like, bro, no, leave her alone. <laughs> what are you doing? Just like she can't get home. The cemetery should block away from the town. <laughs> I mean, I was like, no, bro. It was just stupid. <laughs> yes. What else was stupid? Faze ass. How the mm. fuck you going to see your man looking at some other chick while he with you a week ago? And then the next week when he's like, hey, babe, let's get matching tattoos. You just think, okay. And then she gets a tattoo and he doesn't. And, dude, it's like he was just looking at another chick a few days ago. And now yeah. you want to tattoo your body and remember this fool for the rest of your life? No, it's stupid. <laughs> I was just like. What really, what really got me about that was uh he was like, oh, I got arrested, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry you have to hide in your shed. I hope Gary doesn't think I'm a bad person. Shut up. Yes. We all think you're a bad person. I got arrested <laughs> for beating the ass of your baby father for no other reason than being jealous. And you're going to decide mm-hmm. to stay with the food. I'm like, mm-hmm. She was getting on my nerves, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I couldn't but fake. Not at all. Goodness. What are your uh, scenes of the week? So, as I said on the last podcast, I was, or I like, or Kate Oates is making me like characters that I never particularly cared for before. And one of the characters that I'm becoming, or that I'm becoming to like more because of what's happening to her, and that's what's actually happening to her, is Sally. Mm-hmm. All of the stuff that Sally's been doing, all the prank phone calls, the heart in a box, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. She got a freaking heart in a box, mm-hmm. and she's freaking out, and Tim's being all manly and awesome. Mm-hmm. You have her kids sitting there being all awesome, even though Rosie's a dumbass. And you got everybody in her family surrounding her that knows about it. And and it's just a nice story to know that her family will come to her aid over something this big. And it's and she's she's really scared. I kind of want to see where it's going and why they're bugging Sally so hard. Because the stuff that they're pulling is really, really not cool. Like the fake phone call from the hospital that one of the or that Rosie recorded on her phone and heard laughter at the end, and you know all that stuff. I'm just like, this is really bad, but at the same time, it's really good because it's really juicy story. I feel the same about Bethany's storyline right now with that douchebag of a man that she's with. Nathan. Yes, that's his name. Nathan. That seems to be a name going around everywhere. (laughs) And, (laughs) but, uh, uh, I'm like, I won't be sad when he leaves, but what she's going through right now and what they're putting her through and everything that's happening with that storyline and bringing in Gary and her mom into it and bringing in the entire flat family so to speak is actually very well done and I actually had three because I thought the third one was more kind of like a funny moment that needed to be played out mm-hmm. I liked the uh, whole thing between David, Maria uh uh, oh yes, Gail. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. The relationship that never was. The relationship that never was. The relationship that escalated more quickly than David and Maria were expecting. <laughs> the, the the relationship that should seriously seriously happen. Okay, <laughs> you know I'm with that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Baby, Gail walking in there with that wedding dress was the most hilarious shit. <laughs> I, I brought you my did. wedding dress. <laughs> oh my God, that was gorgeous. <laughs> yes. Because uh, Audrey figured that shit out quick. She just thought, hmm, interesting how you two are all lovey-dovey when Gail's around, but you're normal when she's out. <laughs> what you talking about, Grand? <laughs> and Grand said, "Y'all ain't about to play my daughter, bitches." <laughs> yeah, that was good. yes. It was well done. Again, we needed some comic relief, and that was fantastic. <laughs> you just talked about Kate Oates making people bearable you can't stand. I hate Maria. 
I love her with David. It needs to happen. I do too. Or kill out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it. one or the other. Pair her with David or make her the gone. Done. Because this this stupid Aiden bullshit, I don't give a fuck. I'm even if they get together, I'm not gonna like her with uh I'm not gonna like them together. Because he cheated on uh Ava and I like Ava. Ava. So no. Mm-hmm. And I'm still mad at Maria over sleep with Marcus. No, uh-uh. put her with David or get off the show. <laughs> yeah, those are the options. <laughs> Indeed. Shit. Uh, me, uh, I have a little cute uh, moment as well. My cute moment is has to do with another character who Kate Oates is making me like after I hate her. I'm deal- I'm loving Rosie. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it but holy shit really from the moment that (laughs) she sat down and had that conversation with sally where she stopped putting on a front and was telling her oh yeah when she lost her job and yes Mm -hmm. it was everything because she was finally killing the fake shit she was being honest with her mom about how that little facade she puts is kind of like a defense mechanism to protect herself from a lot of things that happen. And then Sally talked as well about how, you know, her little hoity-toity air is something similar. And they just kind of bonded over, you know, trying to just be themselves and not being the this, this fake person that they wanted to be. I was just like, oh, are they really having this conversation right now? And I was interested in them, you know. And then what happened? Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah, we are. I've from that moment, I've been like, okay, I can tolerate you too. And then what's the next thing that happened? So you know, Rosie's got her little job, looking cute, doing the windows, and this dude is sexually harassing her. This builder is sexually harassing mm-hmm. her, and Mama sees, and she's just like, "Oh, look here, son, you need to watch your mouth around my damn daughter." And he like. I'm she starts a protest. I'm a builder. I'm going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, here comes my favorite scene. So she done, her and the girls then decided to lock up and stop the construction people from working. And who decides to get up in the fray? Rita. And Rita. what does Rita do? She locks us and she chains herself <laughs> to the fence. Because <laughs> she's like, I'd have done protests before. I know how to get shit done. So chains herself to the fence. And it's just like, all right, I'm done now. What, Brian, what a key. And he, he like, I, I, I was serious about not having the key to the bike chain. <laughs> But it was cute. I like that. And then and then Gemma breaks her out. It was great. And she's like, how you know how to do this? And like Gemma, like I got skills, okay? <laughs> it was great. And it was just it was just a nice little bow, but you know. And I, I love that. I thought all oh, that was fabulous. That was great. Um and um I talked about this on the um uh, award show, but um Samuel Samuel, Sinead, Daniel and uh, the baby storyline I think was fantastic. A couple things I thought I didn't understand that I thought were neat was first of all I didn't know Danny was a virgin. Like I thought that was oh, an interesting yeah. little beat, you know, because you know yeah. Adam was ribbing him about that, and Peter was a little bit less. But I thought that was interesting. And then the first time he has sex with a girl, he gets her pregnant. And I mean, I I could just understand the you know challenges of that but the thing that I liked about this is initially was they were undecided about whether to have the baby so they sat down and made a pro and con list that actually talked through rather than saying hey let's just have the baby blah 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 yeah I I, I liked that too it was very you know mature mature of them yes Mm -hmm. 
It was fantastic. I was like, oh my God, people are having a serious conversation as they should with something, you know, this significant. And I just thought it was fantastic. And it's not something that we see on soaps uh, too often, you know. Um, the yeah. extended producer goes on about how, you know, diabetes and trash cans are a part of life and that's community. Community is also sitting and talking with the person you love about something serious in life and figuring out how to manage that. Like you can do mm-hmm. that without having to talk about call centers and trash cans. You know what I'm saying? And Coronation Street yep. has proven it, you know? So I just thought uh, that was fantastic. You know, Coronation Street has just been giving us so much that hits you in the heart you know, and I love it. Because that's what I live for uh, as a soap fan. And so I really hope it continues to do the good job it's doing. Kate Oates is writing that ship, and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> so very <laughs> Indeed. All right, everyone. So we are taking things over to Albert Square and talking East Enders. And joining me to talk about the happenings is the Sharon to my grant, queen of all things E20 Albert Square, on the Twitters, <laughs> friend to Mariah Carey, enemy to fake shell, yeah. Sarah, welcome to the program, how you doing? Hello, thank you for having me, brother. Of course, I'm glad that you are here. <laughs> so, yes. I know that we talked about this some offline but because uh you know the listeners don't know just give a brief um background into how you were introduced to uh eastenders and uh what you think about the show you know from the time that you started watching to kind of where it is today okay um so i actually first started watching years ago um and i started with it was on pbs uh, here in the U.S., um, that's kind of like our BBC. Um, I'm a third generation soap viewer, and I've watched the Bell Soaps, um, YNR, B&B. Um, I've seen all of them really, but especially the Bell Soaps. So I'm, I was already interested in soaps. Um, and actually, one day my mom just caught it, and um, and I was like still asleep, whatever, sleeping in. And she said, "You have to watch this show next time, next Saturday, because it comes on every Saturday." Um, here in the D.C. area, and so the next Saturday, I got up and started watching, and I was hooked, um, because I've never seen a soap that was filmed outside, um, that was about working class people, um, normal, regular looking people, not necessarily models and that sort of thing, um, and at first, a little hard for me to understand what people were saying as far as, um, <laughs> Um, like accents and um, definitely some of the, the slang, um, you know, slapper, you know, slag. Um, Skyving. Yeah, all that kind of good stuff. Um, dodgy, fog, you know. I, you know, I didn't know what that meant. But over time, I learned. And, oh, my gosh. I started watching really during John York's era. So Sharon just came back. Um, the Slaters were fresh and new. Um, Phil was a hot mess. Um there was Pat and Peggy and Pauline, Garish or Soul. Um, and it was just on fire. And I saw the whole um, Kat and Zoe reveal, um, who shot Phil. Um, and yeah, a lot of really, really good stuff. 
until it started to kind of slide off and kind of go downhill later on. Um, I think I start stopped watching during the kind of, I think it was like during the um, Little Mo and Alfie thing. I was like, whoa, um, kind of checked out. And then came back around when Sharon came back again, 2012. Mm-hmm. And I saw she was a hot mess crackhead. And I was like, okay, checked out a little bit again and then kind of popped back in. So yeah, I've been off and on. So yeah, that's my Sharon story. Now, did you watch the Dom Treadwell Collins, Aaron? I've seen some of it here and there, here oh. and there. Um, you know, mm, there's things I like, there's things I don't like mm-hmm. um, as far as playing with a lot of the history mm-hmm. with the show, a lot of the background history. And then we see now with Redwater, here we go again. Let's play with the history of the show. And um, Kat has yet another kid. I feel like she has 20 kids. Um, so it's like, mm, okay, but you know what? I respect his passion, and at least he cared. <laughs> and um, even if I didn't like it, I respect that he tried to kind of reboot it a bit with the Carters, mm-hmm. bringing on um, Danny Dyer, who you know is well loved, well liked. Um, and so I respect that um, uh, aspect of his uh, sort of era. Um, but as we can, as we know now, anything is better. Hey, you want to write this show? They would do a great job. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I knew it was a problem when all the talk seemed to be about was trash cans and call setters. I was just like, Uh, wait, wait a minute. Like a few months ago, Mick and Linda's wedding was threatened by her rapist coming to destroy their lives. This was Bussy Television six months ago. Right. Now all people are talking about is Ben's every episode. What? <laughs> it's like, and it's so, ooh, you know, oh, we want to bring it, you know, take it away from sensationalism. We want it to be about character. You're only saying that because you're trying to say something against Dominic Trevor Collins and his sort of heightened um, era of, of, you know, more dramatic and everything, melodramatic and everything like that. Um, no. I mean, this is not what we want to see, okay? Um, no. No, 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 no. Honestly. No. I think no. I've watched that show almost daily since maybe 2009, 2008. Mm-hmm. And... Dom Treadwell was the best that had been done during that time period. Um, I think mm-hmm. the Dietrich Santert years before were pretty good too, but those two were like top notch. So when Dom gave his seal of approval to SOC, I was like, okay, cool. We'll give him a mm-hmm. shot. But then it became slow and dull again. I'm just like, what is this you know it's just um, I'm not sure that the radio soap opera uh, ideal works mm-hmm. on a, televis- a televised series mm-hmm. and I think that's part of what's going on but whatever's going on I mean shit it's been since what <laughs> August of last year September of last year it ain't working it, I mean it's been what nine months this is ridiculous it's, it's not 
work is oh, I can't <laughs> but we'll get into that <laughs> yes well so uh, <laughs> I've, I've got two questions for you I'm going to start with my jokey question first so mm-hmm. I know that you have a special love in your heart for East Enders Michelle why do you love her so much <laughs> Oh, hilarious. Let me tell you about that girl. First of all, I, you know, not to toot my own horn here, but I did come up with the facial little thing. I, I felt a little clever. I felt a little cute for that. I said, oh, ooh, facial. Oh, yeah. You know, I think, first of all, Jenna Russell, I'll talk about you. I'll talk about you all day of the week. I don't care. I have no shame. You suck. You know, and I'll tell you, no, actually, that's not fair. That's not fair. I thought she was, well, actually, I need to say that because that's part of my little spiel, but I've seen some improvement with her, but it's not really about her. You know, you're casting a role, you know, and as you know from Sean Connor's interviews, hey, I call her up. What? No auditions. You didn't see anybody. You just called up one person. And the person that you called pales in comparison to Susan Tooley. I was not watching the show when Susan Tooley was on. Um, she left in 1995, um, but I've seen Homegirl on YouTube, and she was phenomenal. And um, she could roll some neck, okay? And she could handle business. And um, she was an around-the-way girl. And now we're being led to believe that Michelle is this, you know, she was in America, so now she's like fake Julie Andrews, like posh or something. I don't know. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. From the whole bit with Preston, I know, you know, we, we said this um, on Twitter, but I know you like the actor who played Preston. And I do, too. And I think he was pretty good. And I would have liked to have seen him in a different role. Mm-hmm. But um, the whole thing with Preston, you completely wrote Michelle into a corner. Yep. You made her into, I'm sorry, a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's different opinions on that as far as the U.S., U.K., as far as age of consent. Blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, you're a teacher. You're in a position of trust. It's not appropriate. It's just not necessary to do that. Boom. And our only answer was that, you know, she had bingo wings and she felt insecure. <laughs> I mean, that's so you decide to destroy a character that's been off screen for 20 years because she's feeling a little flabby. You know, she can't get a nip tuck. So instead, she has to go <laughs> and, you know, feel up a child. Like, it's just. It's gross, and it's just—it's not necessary. Hmm. It's not. Um, and we keep going on and on and on. Uh, oh, in America. Uh, uh, okay, okay, we get it. Like she made good. You know, she got her degree. She went to uni. That's great, cool. But you know, it's not just about what she did over there that she messed up. It's about once she came back to the UK, she kept doing stuff. Um, and she kept violating her relationship with Sharon. She ran through her cousin's chippy. And people forget that Ian is her cousin. They're not just friends. That is her cousin. That's her kinfolk. Um, she must ran over Kathy, ran over Kush, you know, <laughs> popped Dennis upside the head and, you know, so much stuff. And we're supposed to just be so forgiving. In my opinion, Michelle is a villain. She's being written as a villain, even if she's not supposed to be a villain. <laughs> Um, she's kind of like one of those classic um, Bell Soap, YNR type villains, actually. Like those, uh, uh, was it Eve, who was trying to like kill Nikki Newman and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, she's kind of like those classic like soap villain, you know, villains who kind of come in and 
it, you know, do all kind of crazy stuff to to kill the heroine. Um, she's she's horrible. She's horrible. And get a job. Just get a job and move on. You know, I don't want to do that. I'm too good for that. Sharon's like, it's a job though, ho. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, as she flips her weave, it's a job. You know, get together, girl. It's like, ugh. That is a nice transition to my next question because I know the true love for you on the show is Miss Sharon, and I wanted you to share why I like Queen Sharon so much. You know, I think it's because I love those. You know, okay, let me me take it back. Um, Alongside my soap viewing, Mm -hmm. I've also been a huge fan of melodrama and women's pictures as far as like old school movies, black and white movies. So, you know, those movies with. Joan Crawford and Babe Davis and Barbara Stanwyck and sh- and Sharon sort of reminds me of those type of characters. And so, um, you're a Sally Spectra lover. Yeah, that that's sort of ooh, and that good old school Sharon to me is very old school soapy, especially Tisha Dean as far as her portrayal of the character, yes. that old school soapy um, type of you know I wouldn't call her a tragic heroine. I would call her more so this very strong but uh, you know she has some soft points um and i just i love her you know and actually to be honest before i was a sharon you know aficionado it was homegirl cat slater i mm-hmm. before she was in that horrible storyline with who is she sleep with which totally just Ugh. killed it for me um <laughs> i saw cat when homegirl you know had her jet black hair and that heavy makeup and she was just like in her leopard print her boobs hanging out and she was like a hot mm-hmm. mess and um, I loved her just screaming and that's where I learned that um, sort of uh, phrase that part with a heart um, and that was who Cassandra was and I loved it but once Sharon came in there um, and bought the Vic and was totally camp totally diva boom um, that was it for me. Like, just awesome. Just, uh, yeah, just she's such a strong, interesting woman and has so many different layers. And, of course, her relationships with, um, of course, number one, her father, and then you have Graham and Phil and Dennis. And, you know, I like that she, you know, she likes her bad boys. And, and she always had a business, you know, mm-hmm. with the Vic or Angie's Den or the Albert. But now she's just, like, you know, lady in the shoe. So, Yeah. Yeah, Sharon. Sharon's my girl. Sharon's my girl. I like Sharon. I, I do have to admit now, when she rejoined the show, I wasn't a Sharon oh. fan because I like Shirley. Yeah, Shirley is my queen <laughs> for beautiful oh, things. Yeah. So when I, I decided to stick with EastEnders because Linda Henry was on that show. Beautiful Thing is one of my favorite movies of all time. I had no idea she was on EastEnders. And when I first started watching, I think the first episode I was watching, she was on it. And I was like, oh! <gasps> So I have been all about her and her storylines. But during the the time when Shirley and Sharon were going head to head over Phil, I had a lot of respect for Sharon. And I also like 
respect Sharon standing up against Phil's bullshit. Like, I'm with you. I like my strong ladies who do not take any shit from any man. So that's yeah. why I'm feeling the uh, Sally Spectras. That's for bold and beautiful fans out there. They know Sally Spectra. That's mm-hmm. why I like the cat. Slater's cat is my queen. I'm so happy uh, Redwood Redwater Red is starting tonight. She's been off my screen too damn long. I need yeah. more in my life. So I love, I love my cats. And Sharon is fire. I love her, you know. Even though she came sideways at my boy Preston over these past couple weeks, <laughs> I still <laughs> couldn't be mad go. at her. I couldn't you be gotta mad go at home, her. but you gotta get out of here. Hey, she just told it how, like it was. He was putting her girl through too much drama. I was mad at her, but I wasn't mad at her because she's a queen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, no, and you know. Her. Speaking of that moment, you know, Sharon comes back with her weave on fire and she's in a black cab looking good. And, you know, oh, yeah, we're about to get some really good drama here. Ooh, ooh, boom. You know, the air went out the balloon and here she is back in the house in that dumb yellow house with dumb Michelle and dumb Louise and they're all whining and she's just sitting there. And it's like, girl, tell it. Oh, she's in the Vic. She's in the Vic. Boom, boom. No, she's not. That dumb, what's it, Lee Ryan, the, the little Woody. The, uh, oh, oh, you're not competent. You're incompetent, Sharon. Oh, <laughs> my God. Excuse me? Baby girl. Let me, I'm sorry, brother. Let me tell you something right now. My Sharon was raised in that pub, okay? Right. She owned it twice, okay? What do you mean she'll know how to pour a pint? Uh, I mean, she can't, you know, she, she'll know how to make change now. You know, Sharon is like a complete idiot now. Like, First of all, how is a man that can't even get away with setting his boy up on a bet to sleep with Johnny going to open up his mouth to call anybody else incompetent in that piece? How in the hell? Oh my goodness, babe. Uh, This show is just a trip. All right, baby girl. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into these what the hells. Tell us what EastEnders did the past couple of weeks to make you say, what in the hell? The biggest one for me right now, overall, this whole Mac storyline has got to go. Um, he's supposed to have a revenge type of situation, but his targets, who are they? Why are they? What's happening? Exactly. Why is he going after the Vic? Why is he going after Jack? He should be going after Phil, Ian, Darren, um, Jane, etc. Well, poor Jane, you know. But, you know, he should be going after, you know, the people who put him in jail. Instead, he's like, I'm going after the whole community. Um, horrible. Um, I've read something, you know, in the internets about how maybe this community situation is about um, providing continuity for when they uh, start redoing the set. Um, Cool, cool beans. But this whole Mac situation has got to go, especially when you have Jake Wood, who's so phenomenal. Um, And we thought, ooh, that whole scene where he came back, he um, almost put the pillow over Phil's head, but didn't do it. He stopped. Then he went out of the hospital and self-harmed. I thought, whoa, that is something. And then, again, the air went out the balloon. Um, It doesn't make sense. And I think they know it doesn't make sense. Um, And it just, it sucks. It's it's really just so, so bad. Because 
it doesn't make sense. Um, I had to laugh because the last show we did was the uh, uh, the uh, British Soap Award nomination show. Mm-hmm. And they have the nerve to have Max Branning, Jake Wood on the list up for best villain. How is he best villain that we don't even know what the fuck villainy he's getting up to? Oh my God. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, what kind of vi- You don't even understand he is a villain. Like, I'm like, he ain't no villain yet. I mean, what he, he's taking meetings in buildings. He's talking to people who are talking about some mysterious agenda. Right. He's sitting in cars looking at his brother being upset. And that's yep. a villain? I mean, Janine Butcher stabbed herself Woo! in the kitchen and blamed that shit on that crazy heifer, Stacy. Oh, Janine. Oh, my God. That is Janine. a villain. Just looking shifty don't make you a goddamn villain? What is this? <laughs> exactly. We just get constant scenes of him talking about things that we don't quite see. And, you know, it it feels as if, and, I, you know, we pretty much have confirmation that... Um, this is kind of slotted in because this all started with that whole bus, cra- bus crash situation, um, which we now know was filmed, you know, boom, 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 you know, the speed of light and slotted in. So it feels slotted in. It is slotted in. And they don't know their own story. So Max doesn't know what he's doing because they don't know what Max is doing. And we don't know what Max is doing because they don't know either. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's so silly and it's gotta go. It's it's such a waste of Jake Wood, who had that whole nice rest. And he, I mean, SOC Sean O'Connor was given a gift. Max should go after the huge um, characters in the show, Phil, Ian, Sharon. That's a gift. Hmm. And he completely let it the ball drop. Let the ball drop. Um, so, yeah. boom. And I don't understand, you know, one of the shows, I can't remember if it was when we were doing BSP or when we were at Hollyoaks Podcast, but one of the shows I went over, um, uh, there's a book that uh, some writers of British soaps did where they talk about the writing process for the soaps and Mm -hmm. how long it takes to get from initial script to the final script that we see on air. EastEnders is one of the longest, you know, script times. It can take like three months to get a finalized script. So you mean to tell me y'all been sitting on a script for three goddamn months and y'all ain't been able to figure out in three goddamn months where the fuck the story is going to have it in some kind of interesting place? I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. You know, why is Max working with Charlie? For what? Against his brother. Why is when was Jack responsible for uh, getting his ass in jail? Jack didn't know Bobby killed Lucy. Ian knew Bobby killed Lucy. He went to Ian's house and Jane's house and was like, "I know what your son did." And it was like, "Oh well, bro, bye." <laughs> what? You know what? But see, you're pulling it back to what it should be about. Hello. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we're trying. You're trying to make sense of nonsense. Mm. You can't do that. You can't. And as you said, there's a long process in order to, you know, of course, have the meetings. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Then you have, you know, then you have the story document and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, you know, these scripts go through editing. They go through many different hands. Mm. Um, and there's too many hands in the pot for no one to pick up a spoon, 
taste the sauce <laughs> and see that, hey, it's missing something. Logic. <laughs> it's seasoning. Don't, don't taste right. No, there's too many people for y'all to say this don't taste right. I mean. Um, it's bland. Yes. Um, so, yes, you know, there's just, where's the oversight? That's where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so confused because every boss has a boss. Sean O'Connor has a boss. Where, what are y'all doing? This is the top, well, it's not the top soap as far as ratings, but it's the BBC soap. You know, there's there's not enough people in the room who I who care. Hmm. Do they care? We're giving Sean Connery the benefit of a doubt. Why? It's been a year. So what we've learned in that year is that you don't care. You know what? Boom. I bet you after Amber Dale done snagged that BAFTA and after next month they don't win the British Soap Award for best soap. Somebody they gonna care. Jack at the BSA. <laughs> right now. You know, you might get Lacey Turner because people go hard for Lacey Turner. Okay, I think that's about it. Right? But you might get that. But for, but for what? But for yes, what? Buddy. You know, in this past year. Um, so, um, no. What's your other one, Boo? Did you have another one? Um, my other are we doing things I didn't like? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um Louise. So now we have Louise being involved in the whole back situation that's been going on since the land before time. I feel like it's never gonna die. You're gonna be they're gonna be like fifty five, still fighting about whatever they're supposed to fight with. And um she just now, Bex doesn't <laughs> understand the girls. She, she's just jealous of the girls. And, listen, I fast forwarded past this, so I don't know what they made that child eat. Did they make that child eat shit? What what the fuck was that? That in that mess? I saw she had some box uh, and the girls made what was that they made her eat? Yeah, like some cat poo and blah blah blah. Oh it was. Or, Ugh, just or something. Stupid. You know, it's just I can't. It, it just keeps going. And you know, it's it's really unfair because um there has been of course, so much um, of a conversation, a dialogue about bullying. And there's always been bullying, right? But it's, it's, it seems to be heightened now because of social media. Um, and there are children out there uh, you know, committing suicide. You know, there's children out there. Um, we have all sorts of things happening online. And we have 13 Reasons Why, which is doing it right. Why is this show? Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> this show is doing it right. Nope, and, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. No, 13 Reasons Why is crap, baby. <laughs> did you oh, watch, think, did you watch that, that hot mess? I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm, being, uh, I'm not saying I'm see, I haven't seen it. I'm oh, saying that okay. it's, it's resonating with people. Why? You know, I don't yes. know why. I haven't seen it, but it's resonating. And it's about the same topic. Yes. And um, this show is on four days a week. So you have more of a place than a sort of a short and sweet uh, series on Netflix. You yes. have a place where you can come into people's homes four days a week for 20 to 30 minutes and to tell us this story about someone that I, I saw Beth, okay, being born in Dot's house, okay? Um, so, you know, I saw Louise being born too um, by Lisa. Uh, so it's like, we should care more about these people, but we don't. And Louise being involved was interesting for me um, because, well, we had that dumb minute where she was like kind of salty with Sharon for drinking and then it's about Phil and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Then we got to the point where, you know, she was drugged, which is a very serious thing. Um, and uh, she had the whole dramatic bit where she fell out in the square for, I don't know, I don't really know why, but she fell out in the square, you know, she ran out in the street, and boom, it was dramatic. It was good. Yeah. 
good. She had when when her drink was spiked, she like had <laughs> I guess it was alcohol poisoning or some bullshit, but she yeah. started coughing up blood, which is what right. was going on. And yeah. whoa, that was dramatic. Yes. It was, it was I was like, Oh, okay. Well mm-hmm. y'all trying to say something, you know, and is this going to be the one thing that's going to get, you know, Alex and Madison in the clang clang or something? Are they gonna yeah. get locked, you know? No. No. It kept going. And even with that, you know, I was expecting for the next day, after that big, you know, boom moment, for Dennis, my boo, it's my baby, for Dennis to run into the Vic. Mom, you know, Louise is laid out. Come on, come on. No, we didn't get that. We didn't get that. What we got was the next episode, you know, Louise in, in the hospital, and we didn't really get that good, juicy, oh my God, the ambulance is coming. You know, she's going to live, blah, 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 blah. And Sharon didn't even tell Phil. And why would Sharon even let the two of them in the house? Because first of all, they look they look rough. My mom would not have left those heathens in, in the house. She would have been like, who are these fast girls coming in my house? Number one. But number two is Sharon knows they were involved with the bullying. Mm-hmm. So she leaves a bunch of teens alone in the house. Goes and has drinks with, you know, Michelle to whine about whatever Michelle's whining about in an empty pub. And um, knowing that Louise was involved with them in bullying Bex. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. Um, and, and again, it keeps going. It does not stop. The, show, the story does not stop. After the whole bathroom thing with Bex, it should have stopped. That would have been a good moment to boom you know, but it doesn't. It keeps going. It keeps going. It keeps going. So, yep. yeah. And you're mm-hmm. right. It is just completely ridiculous. You know, any rational end to the story that could move us in a different direction? No, because what needs to happen now? Even though Louise knows all the hell those trifling girls put yeah. that put um, Bex through. Even though two plus two equals four. Who is mm-hmm. the common denominator when all this fucked up shit happens? Right. These girls, she's still in Beck's face talking about, it couldn't have been them. They would have had nothing to do with what happened to me. It must be the nice new boyfriend love interest that he's done to oh, that me. Oh, that cute He's sense. so adorable. He is. So, of course, he's oh. spiking drinks. Right. Even though he, he called, the uh, got Beck to call Who him. Who Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, and and, and hello, Louise was standing outside the bathroom as they're popping this girl side the head, whatever they were doing, you know. And it's like, and she doesn't know who they really are, you know. She knows who they are, and it could be one of those things where, like, oh, but they wouldn't do it to me. But no, it's just a, more dumb stuff. And you know, Louise is just a sorry Mitchell because it wouldn't happen with Peggy, and it wouldn't it wouldn't happen with Aunt Sal. Home, I love on Sal. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. To curse you out in a minute. Sal but, is great, um, and honestly, it wouldn't happen with Louise. That little girl was a boss when she joined the show. Her first scenes with Phil under Dom Treadwell Collins were excellent, and I loved her first her scenes with him when she first started on the show. But they have completely, you know, yeah. taken away all of her power, all of her agency. She isn't even here cutting for her homegirl, who she knows is being abused. Agency. She's partic- partaking in the abuse and being stupid when she's in the position to uh, be abused. And the killer is, you know, the larger theme here is okay. So I expect 
EastEnders would like young people to watch the show. But mm-hmm. if I was a person the age that those kids are supposed to be, I wouldn't want to watch a show that says about me, you're stupid, you're always drinking, you're bullying, you're irredeemable. Right. Like, what kind of message is that? I mean, they also have Jay and Ben that are there that are similar-ish in age, but how often are they on compared to them annoying-ass teens fucking shit up and getting away with everything? That makes no sense. That's a huge huge issue with some of the framing here as far as a lot of the bullying taking place. A lot of it happening with ethnic youth. Mm -hmm. Um, Representation we have of a young black female is massive. The only representation of a young black male we have is Keegan. And it's not positive. And by positive, I don't mean, mm-hmm. you know, perfect. I mean multi-layered. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about them. All we know is that they just have no redeeming value. Right. And it's very, it leaves a poor taste in your mouth. Because yeah. think about it. EastEnders is that black folks own that have not been yeah. perfect. Trina wasn't perfect. I don't need, yeah. Jensen I don't need wasn't perfect. perfect. Yeah, I don't need perfect. Lucas wasn't yeah. perfect. Right, but right. they were all well written and they were all good. Right, well drawn, multi layered, nuanced exactly. characters. Exactly. Um, and this is none of that. Nope. Um, you completely. And right. uh, this mustache twirling, just it's it's not good. It's it's you know, especially now with so many young people um, stepping up. Hmm. I mean, we're seeing young people, at least in the U.S., mm-hmm. going into town halls, mm-hmm. talking about um, what's going on with Trump. Mm-hmm. Young people. Standing up and becoming more aware and politically conscious, yes. and people just really wanting to engage in their world. And I would love to see more of that um, yes. on, on the show. I'm, 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 I'm maybe something hap- is happening uh, somewhere in the UK as far as that. Because yeah. um, I mean, I, I imagine no young person in the UK is having a conversation about the impact of Brexit on their lives. Like we couldn't get a story about kids fighting polit- over different political views and having issues with regards to that because that's not relevant at all, and that's not more engaging than a goddamn bullying storyline we've seen on every soap forever since the right. eight. I mean, what? Something <laughs> more engaging, more. Um, you know, it's like uh, you know, I've suggested this on Twitter. You know, for example, let's say Alex. Um, Let's hear her father is Conrad, which I would love. I love Conrad, actually. He's one good thing that Sean Conrad has done. And, you know, he's Polish. And after Brexit, there's a lot of uh, animosity and hatred towards immigrants. You know, and we saw a little bit of that with, with Conrad, but not so much. Right. And maybe she's seen that her father is getting a lot of hatred, you know, hate crimes. And, and that's hurting her. And we see how hurt people hurt people. Maybe that's, maybe that's why she's bullying guys. You know, let's know a little bit more about Mass and Alex if we're going to see them so much. You should know something about them at this point. And um, make it really about what are young people going through. And especially, as I said, now that uh, I really feel like in this generation, people are becoming, you know, woke and more conscious and, yes. and more aware and more involved. And uh, we should see some of that. We should see a conversation where you know, kids afraid, you know, is my family going to be attacked because we're not from um, this country? Um, you know, show a little bit of that fear, um, a little bit of that, that anxiety that the world is changing and what is their place in that world? Um, we don't see that. Because that is a more compelling storyline than plot point bullying 101. We, we've seen it all before. <laughs> it is completely ridiculous. Yeah. Totally agree. 
right. Well, for me, uh, my first what the hell is my boy Preston leaving the square without seeing Michelle. I'm sorry. If you are so twisted over Punane, you are oh. going to fly from Florida. Yes, he to did. The United Kingdom. It was, it was good, I guess. You I know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you go move in to old girl's house. You go bed old girl's niece just to make her jealous because yes. that's your girl. That's your woman. That's your ride or die. You want her to know that she, you know she is the love of your 16, 17 year old life. No way in hell after she accidentally almost makes you roll kill <laughs> and ends up in the hospital. No way in hell after you antagonize her brother who hates you and is about two seconds from slitting your throat. No yes. way in hell are you going to leave said woman to fly to America without even making sure she is okay because Queen Shera comes and says to you, you're fucking up her life, get out. No. Hey, like, guys, can we use some dirty language on this uh Of course, podcast. girl, you heard me because the whole time this is explicit rating. Break it down. <laughs> I know, Shera's a car blocker. You know, she was like, <laughs> she was like, ah! Like, put that right back where it is because it's not happening over here. Bye! <laughs> It's like, look, just because Phil in Italy don't mean everybody got to uh, be frigid, girl. Come on. Yeah, she was like, if I ain't getting none, you ain't getting none either, Michelle. <laughs> nope. I was like, what it is? And and that's what East and Easton just made him <laughs> leave. I'm like, really? After mm-hmm. all that, he's just going to leave without saying goodbye? Like, what? She was like, calm down. It ain't that deep. That was Wasn't funny, that though. Calm down. <laughs> Letitia you know? killed that shit. I was like, ooh, she was she was telling nothing but the truth though. I mean, she was lying about what. Yeah, I, don't know what I don't know what she told you, but that's not what it was. <laughs> it was so good. But I'm like, there is no way. If you feeling a person that damn much, you ain't just bouncing a special when they're in a the hospital. No, like again, and there we go. We have another youth who's being written to be completely idiotic. Like. All the other little petty shit he was doing, sleeping with girls, getting mad at this girl, leaving the restaurant, going back home, playing video games, and acting like a bitch because, you know, he was <laughs> in his feelings. That was real. Like, I, I, I completely believed all that. I accepted all that. But that woman being hurt and him leaving before confirming she was okay? No. Like, no. Brother, <laughs> I was, brother. I you're more upset about that than the fact that after... This fool said with Bex the next minute. I don't even think he took a shower. He was with, with Michelle. <laughs> no, um, that was gross. We already seen this. Oh my God. There was two soap operas where this happened. I think. I Why think, not do that with Jack and like somebody? Okay. Maybe. Yes, yeah, double years. dipping. It was gross. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to say, I can't remember. I feel like it happened on Emmerdale. I don't know if it was Robert. I think it was Robert. I think Robert had slept with Aaron, then went home and slept with his wife, Chrissy. I think oh. that was one. <laughs> so, yes, I'm over that, baby. I'm used to that. <laughs> I've seen that a couple Did you times. even air it out? You know, did you, it's just like, it's gross. I mean, really, they should have had some kind of like STD. Th- I mean, it's like, he was just like back and forth between the two of them. Like, Girl, was, he, he sprayed was, some Axe Brody spray on it. He like, I'm good. Yeah, that was that was repulsive. Oh, good. Yeah, you know, Michelle upstairs in Sharon's house. Oh, 
Oh, Lord. I was just like, no, he ain't leaving that woman like that. I love you, girl. Oh. From the plane. Yeah, I'm going to scream I love you from the plane, child. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever. You know what, Michelle? You can have a little baby because, oh, you know, I have to take a breath to Sharon. You know, all roads lead to Sharon for me. Hello. <laughs> Grant come, coming back last summer and say, I still love you, girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so hot. That was hot. That was so hot. Woo! Completely agree. Yes, ma'am. And Lord. what did she do? Oh, I'm, oh, no, no, no. Sharon, stop playing. Yep. Stop. She needs to get her grant, but she needs to get her pressed. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, you done already well, suffered. You might as well make it. I think the actor could have been good. He could have been good <laughs> as, like, I could see him as, like, this is why I was, I was feeding my little fanfic. I'm thinking, ooh, what if he was, like, you know, with Betts is like you know Bella, you know like from Twilight. She's all oh I hate life, and then you know he's like the Edward to her Bella. It could have been so good, um, you know, and so soapy. All the teens would be like oh love story, you know. But um, I'm gonna tell you though, I was mad at uh, Michelle too because she called his little phone and his phone was out of service. I'm just like chick, email him. Oh, you know so that woman like, got his oh, email on so his Facebook. Me. Yeah, and she was on a Winter's phone. She could have emailed him from the same damn phone she was using on the show. (laughs) See, but that makes a little too much sense, and that's where it messed up. You know, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm like Sean O'Connor, bruh. Get you a Windows phone player. This Uh, ain't 1980. You don't just have to call everybody. You uh, ain't stuck like Chuck if don't nobody have minutes on their phone. <laughs> I know, right? She got that, oh, you know, I feel you with that prepaid, girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Email somebody. <laughs> you know you run out of them minutes and you on Wi-Fi. You better hit oh, me on yes. Facebook. Hit me on no. Facebook. Don't text me. No, don't text me. Hit me on Facebook. I ain't got that many minutes. <laughs> WhatsApp or these young people have these days or WhatsApp or whatever. Come on now. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Now, my other one, now... This is affecting my queen, and I'm completely over it. I cannot with this broke Denise storyline. It is oh, the worst God. thing I have ever seen uh, with Denise, and I'm even including Jordan trying to serial kill—not Jordan, uh, Lucas trying to serial kill her. This is ridiculous. You know, Denise has always been, you know, working class, handling business working at the little thrift store, running her sister's B&B because Kim wasn't bothered with it, you know. So my thinking is, if this woman has managed a store, managed a B&B, and raised two girls, sister knows how to budget. Right. There is no way in hell. Denise Fox, mother of two, runner of two businesses is going to not budget her buddy so far out that she can't see oh shit in three months I ain't going to have no more money sister would have been at the welfare office two months ago she ain't going she does not have to open up a fridge and see nothing to realize she ain't got no money she wouldn't know this if you're living the paycheck to paycheck Okay, you know, if you don't have that next paycheck, Come you're done. On. You're done. You, you know, at least that's it. two weeks out. Right, you know full well. It's, it's not, if you don't have that next one, you have nothing. Come on. That's it. That's it. And it's just, it's silly. It's so silly. It's so ridiculous. It's not entertaining to watch. No. Because what's the point? To, to take 
you know, one of the, the black women on the show that was looking Hello. the best. You know, she was in school, which was wonderful, enjoying her life, finally got the love of her life, you know, well, that she wanted, or the love of her life for the moment <laughs> in her life, you know. And now all of a sudden, she done broke up with Kush. She was cool with her sister after all that baby mess. Now she done pissed Kim off. Now her best friend Carmel, she done slapped in the damn face because she hungry. And Carmel was so annoying. So she, and he, and he slapped. I'm sorry. Carmel was so annoying. Uh, I love Carmel, oh. but I, I just, I don't love this story. Because what they're doing is they're making Denise the same kind of stupid. Like, Denise could be out of this situation easy if she said, Kush, I ain't got no money. If she said, Vince yeah. and I ain't got no money. Vince would put up Tracy at the Albert. He could have hired Denise. Right. This he is stupid. Hired Denise. I'm saying. He could have hired Denise. Yeah. Kim and them kept yes. blowing money on every goddamn thing. She turned Albert Square into a damn pleasure, a pay pen for Pearl last year for her birthday. Yeah. She ain't going to let her sister go hungry. But not Monday's episode, we're going to have Denise going to that damn benefits off. This is for what? This is ridiculous. I can't. But wouldn't Kim and everyone else in the whole square assume that homegirl has no money? Um, you, you sh- what, 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 there's nothing coming in. She's been out of work for a good long while. Come on. And um, why can't she rent out a room, you know, or again? or Yes. Some- she ran a B&B. She knows how to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a lot of things are not working here with that story. Um, and the, and hell, the community would help her. The community rallied around Tracy just for being fired. You mean to tell me that that community would not rally to get Denise food? Come on, I can't. <sighs> but this, right, but this is a story about community. Zebra <laughs> community. I don't want to hear about them anymore. I, I don't want to hear. First of all. I saw that baby playing Kush tweet out community when the whole bus thing community, and then one of the people, other people working there, uh, community. Enough. <laughs> Don't sit there and um, you know spit that stuff back out at me about community. I'm so tired. I'm tired of the you know Denise. First of all, Denise yelling at the at the wall for mayor almost made me just just turn that the whole thing off because I watched this show. When you had Phil get shot up by Lisa, that was some good stuff. And now our big drama is Denise yelling about binge or whatever. That was so bad. That was so bad. No, first of all, I'm sorry. Diane Parrish, homegirl was good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, her bod, I wish. Okay. And I'm like, practically half her age or whatever. Um, I want to see homegirl. Like you said, I mean, it's a big deal for her to be such a prominent um, black woman. Um, especially for me watching her um, because I when I was watching U.S. Soaps, I only really saw um, Drusilla yep. and Whitney and Passions, if you remember mm-hmm. Whitney. Yep. Um, and there's a little bit of colorism in mm-hmm. U.S. Soaps. And with her, she's a beautiful, you know, um, chocolate, mm-hmm. gorgeous um, woman of color. She can act, which is nice. And, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, She's been on the show for a good long while, which is nice as well, um, and sort of been integrated with Patrick, who's been on for a while. Yes. And um, we should see her have, as you said, prior, um, agency. Yes. And we're not seeing agency with Denise. A little bit with, um, of course, with her going back to school, which is great. Mm-hmm. I love that she's going back to school, but we don't need this aspect of her struggling with money as far as 
um, you know, went past you, tried to help her out and call up Yolandi, and she flipped out. I mean, come For on. For what? Why would you yeah. quit your job and you have no money and you're budgeting it and you know you're about to be broke? No. When you realize you need a job, you shut up and you do what you need to do to keep your job. That's realistic. That's realistic. And so many people can identify with that. Yes. You know, um, just dealing with a bunch of crap every day because that's all you're qualified for. I mean, while look, the Easter doesn't even show it on the show. Max is dealing with a dude who's trying to impregnate his daughter because Mr. Youngster is his boss all of, all of a sudden. Oh, okay. So yeah. Max can deal with shutting up so he can keep his job, but the black lady can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's just screaming and, okay. and just acting crazy. I mean, because that's not a stereotype of black women at all. Irrational, screaming, can't manage money. Because you know, Kim has a problem with that too. Did you notice? Angry. Angry Uh black woman. You know, know, actually, I I really didn't think it was Denise in that that, that sort of stereotype. Um, Baby, I, don't was know the picture, I saw. I saw the picture. I saw the picture from Monday where she's at the welfare office. That did it for me. I was like, "Yeah, are you kidding me?" Yeah. And it's it, you know it really sort of I got a really not so nice vibe um, when Sharon and Carmel were watching her just like walk away. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's like in the what, Shining or the Ring or something mm-hmm. with her you know weave all askew and looking crazy. And they're just watching her walk away. And I thought, you know, these two women watching her and talking about her, and she's a mess. Why? Yeah. You know, it just looked a little... And we're supposed to sympathize with her, but I guess being me and being, you know, a black woman, I'm thinking about it a little differently. Um, I'm thinking about it, why does she have to be in that place? Yes. Um, and um, it, it, there's something there I, I, really, I, didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah, um, but Yeah. Can't complain at all, and it's and it's weird because I'm gonna I'm gonna flip and switch to one of my scenes of the week real quick, and it was cushion Denise's love story. Like honestly, it was the best thing for me over the past couple months, just mm-hmm. watching Denise and Kush go from flirting to each other with each other to because <laughs> fake shell decided to <laughs> slam into the chippy, which Kush was only in because Denise couldn't admit her feelings for him. So he kind of had a little strop and went to get him some chips till his girl came around and, you know, started acting like she had some sense. You know, then, you know, she's up in the hospital with him and seeing him and just is like, you know, I could have lost you today. Like, yeah, you could have died, so I'm not gonna be wasting my time fighting my feelings for you. I was just like, yes, <laughs> I've been waiting. Yeah. And then of course he's able to like you know do the do with Denise after being run over by a car. So that was, <laughs> was like, but yeah. And then like a couple weeks later, I can't be with the. I'm just like, what? Is, mm-hmm. So this is scene of the week. I'm gonna say, ha, I re- remember the loving love story, and I hope that Easton just gets back to it because otherwise it's irritating. <laughs> I mean, it was nice because it was like a one little bright spot in the show, yes. you know. And uh, you know, I think we all need that. <laughs> I, mean, I love yes. with Fat Boy. That was hot. So um, you know. Uh, Anything that can like have Diane Parrish, you know, looking good, looking cute, mm-hmm. and you know, I love it. But yeah, I, 
it's unfortunate that now like we have her fussing at Kush because she's like you said she's high and great so she yes. came in straight and you know ugh, ugh, ugh. And I mean it, it's nice that Kush is in oversized tank tops that show his nipples uh, when <laughs> he's sad over the knees I'd rather him be wearing that in her presence while they loved him. That that's that's my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, anyway. that's that's a, that's a, you know, it's fun. Come it's fun on. to see an older woman with a younger man yes. and not you know, he's not a child like present. But um, you know, it's nice, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> so. And not a child like Preston, get a girl. Go <laughs> um, hit us up. What you got for your scene of the week for Easter? Well, yeah, let's say you know, going back to Denise, I See, I didn't like the bit with Sharon and Carmel giving Denise the hairy eyeball, but I did like Sharon's concern for Denise, which is a little odd, knowing that um, Denise slept with Phil and had a little cute little baby. Yes. Um, so, um, but it it was kind of just dropped in there. Uh, that was the thing that was a little odd for me. It's like, okay, we get one episode where she decides to care about Denise, and then she goes to see her. Like, can we give us some more, you know, breadcrumbs? You know, lead us up to it. You know, don't just drop things in there like that. But anyway, yeah. as far as the conversation between them, um, it was kind of nice, and where we kind of brought Denise back to the fact that she did just give up a child for adoption, and you know, maybe she's having a little postpartum depression or um, PTSD or something. And I kind of like that it was brought back to that. But I feel like they just kind of thought of that. Ooh. Let's make all this crazy stuff that Denise is doing about giving up her child. Um, and uh, I felt like that was kind of an afterthought. But I did like that Sharon brought that up again. And that conversation between them was interesting. Completely um, agree. I also completely agree on the drop then thing. You know, I tweeted you about them getting together. And then right now for their Twitter header, uh, EastEnders has a picture of Denise and Sharon. So I really thought it was going to be something. I'm like... It's a two-minute conversation, really? That's what we hyped? <laughs> yeah. A two-minute conversation that goes nowhere? Like, Denise didn't even reveal she was hungry. Like, I thought that Sharon would be the one that drove her to call the welfare office. But no, mm-hmm. it was... I'm oh, yeah. Sure. Again, is that... Well, there we go again. We're not moving story forward. Yeah. It's, it's not happening. Everything is very stagnant, and it's not moving. Um, and that, again, that could have been a moment where, where she finally revealed, Yes. you know, I'm struggling. And that would have been a nice little moment there but um right that would that would mean moving things forward and, and Sean Connor has a huge issue with that yep. um yeah definitely mess what's your other one boo scene of the week um this also has to do with Sharon of course <laughs> but um Martin and, and Michelle's convo um you know I have to say in those scenes I felt like um I, you know Jen Russell I felt like she did a good job okay I could be nice and um, I like her hair, it looks cute. Um, but yeah, in those scenes, I like how Martin took Michelle to task for being a little pompous snot mm-hmm. and, um, you know, messing stuff up and then start, you know, kind of talking greasy about Sharon. Like, oh, you know, Sharon gets to have a, you know, a nice house in Italy. And oh, oh it's like the tourist in the hair. Whoa, hold up. <laughs> um, stop right there. Um, first of all, Sharon, back in the gap when she was like 21, like she was young. Um, owned the Vic via Grant, okay, fine, whatever. But she owned the Vic. And Michelle used to work there. So, yes, um, she was going to uni while she's working there and everything like that. But, you know, Sharon had her stuff together very at a very young age. 
while Michelle was still working towards what she wanted, of course, you know, having her nice degrees sort of like, okay, um, and being able to make good and go to America was kind of a big deal. But, you know, they make it seem like Sharon hasn't really ever done anything. And then it, they said, oh, yeah, well, she worked hard. And it's like, okay, well, mm, you know, why is she always constantly putting down Sharon? And it did bring to light a little bit of their tension in their relationship um, as far as um, their status. Um, and uh, Michelle has made other comments um, about uh, being salty about the car lot being sold. And, um, oh, it must be nice to, you know, have a husband, you know, Phil, and, who has money and, you know, making comments like that. So it was nice for Martin to pick that, you know, say something about that. Um but I wish that we had more of that from Sharon kind of curving her out and being like, okay, enough is enough. And one thing that came about in that conversation was Martin asked Michelle, well, what good did you think would come from your relationship with Preston? Hmm. And we didn't get an answer. Hmm. What we got was, remember when mom... (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) No. I, you know, and... I get that we need to have a little bit of that type of stuff to, to, to give us a little more insight. Um, but it's, it makes it worse when they're both recast. And it also makes it worse when um, those memories are things we haven't seen on this show. They don't help us. If you're going to bring about a memory, it should be things that we've seen. It would be more helpful for us because there's enough material there. But, but Martin and Michelle were... Very, they're very different um, ages. You know, Michelle's already you know half grown by the time that Pauline had Martin. They they make it seem like they were you know kind of grew up together, and that didn't really happen because they were so such a huge difference in age. Um, but yeah, I'm tired of you know remember when Mom uh, things from um, Big Shell. Um, I would have liked for her to give an answer, and the problem was that they didn't have an answer to put Michelle. <laughs> And that's the issue. Even though they had three months to come up with one. Right. What was the answer? That was a great line. What good did you think? That was a great line. Oh and um, it, again, drop the ball, air out of the balloon, no answer, but remember when, blah, blah, blah. Enough of that. Enough of that. You should know why. And you don't know why. Boom. You don't know why. You don't know, you don't know why Michelle did all this other than the bingo wings. That's not, that's, that's no. Nope. I'll tell you something I want to see more of. Michelle slapping Dennis. <laughs> oh, stop. It. Oh, that's my, I, I that loved baby, it. That blue, that boy can act, okay? That Look, boy outacted half the cast. Let me tell you that's something. So he can act like a brat. I will give him that. And one of my pet peeves on all these damn stories is adults just letting bratty-ass kids get away with being bratty-ass kids with no consequences. Like, usually it's just, you know, oh, stop it, and then if the kid keeps doing the same shit, no consequences. But you know what? Michelle was tired of his bullshit. He had blackmailed her, stole her buddy, revealed that old dude, you know, she was banging old dude to sister girl, Uh, and he was still acting like a damn brat, and acting like he was just a man and shit. So she just, well, psh, she pulled a Denise on King in it. Shut this lip. No, no, no. See, I, I wasn't down with that because I, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a little polished. See, I, that's the thing that I like, Brad and Kiss. 
as far as real life. Mm-hmm. But as far as this world, this context, I liked it because I felt like we're seeing how Dennis should be. Dennis is the grandchild of Dan Watts, that horrible Gavin Sullivan. He is, um, you know, the son of Dennis Rickman. He should be a little, you know, conniving. No, Dennis is cute. Dennis is cute with little long floppy hair, and he loves his mama. Dennis is Ben Mitchell before he was recast. I love this boy because he looks like how Dennis Rickman should. No, ma'am, I'm not buying it. I miss you, Diddy. This Diddy up here talking about fit birds. Ain't nobody trying to hear that cow talk about fit birds. That boy was bad too. That boy, um, you know, would sit there and and uh be very uh, mouthy with Sharon. He was and- cute though. <laughs> See, that Uh-oh. Dennis would not have blackmailed old girl. She would have been able to tell him, oh, he was just practicing CPR on me. And he would have been like, okay. I can't. No, no, no. I can't. It's these, these bratty ass. I'm tired. We already got the brats that are allowed to run amok on EastEnders, all them, them little girls. We already got Keegan acting a fool. And now we got this little kid acting a fool. See, one thing I'll give SOC, which I think uh, he agrees with me on, he is by fed up of these goddamn brats. That's why he had Denise slap Keegan in the next week <laughs> and only get away with paying a $250 fine. And that's why he had uh, Michelle slap the hell out of Dennis and had Sharon basically shrug it off because she was like, mm-hmm, he t- oh, he told me. That. He told me why. And I, I said, that's right, that. sis. You better not give her no hell. Because, you know, that's like back in the day, you know. Mamas will not be mad for other parents for disciplining their children yeah. if their children deserve <laughs> that mess. <laughs> but you know what? She, you know, she could, but first of all, you have Michelle telling Dennis, hey, you know, you, you can't come between me and Sharon. That's, that's Sharon. She child. was right. No, the child. She no, was right. The child that Sharon didn't think she could ever have had a love of her life. You know, Hottie with a body, Dennis, Look. and and she was let uh, homegrown Michelle pop a child side the head. I was not feeling that. Sharon told she me to like, tell Dennis, you. She said, "Don't look here. my friend and be like, girl, you better keep your hand off you know, my she friend." Said, <laughs> she said, "Look here, I know my son's a brat. I like the recast before him." <laughs> Oh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. Yes. All right, everybody. Well, with that, I will say that I'm at Brother Soap. And I'm at E20 Albert Square. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, I will say. Dad!